Jose Altuve hits a grand slam. The Astros take the lead. But then we know what happened next. We're going to talk about the Astros grabbing defeat out of the jaws of victory on this edition of Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Veerling's back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we update you joins for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can they find you at? Thank you for having me at HTML House on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Thank you for having me Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. And when you enter the promo code locked on MLB, they'll throw in a a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. And thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day. Go ahead and become an everyday. Go and subscribe to us on YouTube and just listen to us every day. Just um, go and choose us on um, Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Just go and check us out. So there's a lot for us to discuss today. Uh, I know Brett already talked about the fact that the Astros lost this game. It was one of those games that was you had a victory, you thought. And then Ryan Presley, he did something he didn't do a lot of this year. We'll talk about Jose Altuve's Grand Slam, how big a moment that was. Uh, France, it wasn't his best game, but he fought. And then Brian Brayu, what the heck is going on up with him? Then we'll take a look at what's going on for game two. So, Brett, to get the show started, let's go ahead and talk about the fact that the Astros are now 0-3 in extra innings games, that sucks, especially after what we saw in last year's playoffs with all the extra inning games. The Astros better improve upon that. Yeah, that is that is right. And you couldn't more aptly stated a need for this team because prior to the Altuve Grand Slam, we'll talk about that, prior to Brian Abreu even getting in the game and having a second straight game where he kind of gave up some stuff or didn't look great. The Astros just didn't get the job done and they put themselves behind the eight ball. And another reason why I don't like the runner on second, I think it puts undue pressure on the relief pitcher, no matter who it is, whether it's our guy on second or their guy on second, just to me, it's just not baseball. It's just, it's an added rule to shorten the game. And I don't like that. I don't like how you tinker with, the ins and the outs of the game. Now, I'm not saying if the guy was, wasn't was on second that the home run doesn't leave the ballpark, but I, I just – I was at this game, and I watched this game, and I watched this offense just miss opportunity after opportunity because they went down early, Eric. They gave up three runs in the second. You know, J.P. France, we'll talk about him in a second, gave up the four runs, but this offense in the third and fourth inning – had a chance to scratch across four or even five runs. They came out with one run. So when you're down four to one coming out of the fourth inning, you got two innings in a row where you put guys on base and you're leaving them on base. 
that's not a recipe for success. So I, I, I think it starts and ends with the offense, what they didn't do early on, put undue pressure on Presley and the bullpen. So it's not fully on the back end, guys. Baseball is truly a team sport. You win as a team, you lose as a team. And they clearly did not all do their part when they were called upon. But Sonny Gray, you you can't discredit him. He only had three strikeouts. But watching that game, you would have thought he had 15 strikeouts because yeah. the Astros bats were absolutely silent outside of a couple hits here or there. If I'm a Twins fan, I would actually be questioning manager for taking him out at only 79 pitches. This is uh, one of the best pitcher, pitchers in baseball. And I believe Gray, you can see him mouth. You got to be kidding me. As he was, um, as the manager started marching to the mound. Yes, the Astros have a history of success in um, the late innings, seven, eight, nine. They tend to score a lot of runs, but Sonny Gray was making the hitters look bad. Yes, he did um, have a walk in that inning, and uh, Abreu technically should have struck out. He got some, um, Abreu got some favorable calls in that situation. Two of those should have been strikes, but I don't want to, it's typically going the other way against the Astros, so I'm not going to make it too big a deal there. But I thought they had too quick a hook on Sonny Gray there. Stewart has had a great season, and uh, but Sonny Gray has not given up a home run all year. I would have kept him in in that situation and to avoid what happened there because Altuve is not going to hit a home run probably off Sonny Gray. But if you bring in somebody from bullpen, I think that's going to happen. So let's go ahead and move on to uh, Jose Altuve hitting that home run. And it, how big is that situation? Uh, it was his uh, seventh career Grand Slam. Last time he did it was on 7-30-21 at San Francisco. It's the third by Astros player this season. Guess who the other two were? Who's that? I'm pretty sure they're both by Alvarez. Or, or no. No, I, I don't someone know. else had one, right? Um, I don't know. Anyway, uh, but he also surpassed 700 career RBIs with the Grand Slam, giving him a 702. And it, he he is the eighth player in franchise history to some pass uh the 70 career rbis this is what dusty baker has had to say boy that was a big home run altuve hit we were hoping to get some more because those guys are trying to steal first place in their division this was a ball game we just came up on the short end uh you know the last person to hit a grand slam with the uh by when they're trailing by three or three runs in the seventh inning or later you know who that player was who Brian Bogusevic, uh, he did it back in 2011 on August 26. So uh, this is this is a rare occasion that you hit a grand slam so late in game. You would thought that with the Astros' great bullpen that they would have held it. But uh, we'll talk about Brian Presley in a little bit. But what he did was very rare. Yeah, exactly. So Altuve is on a seven-game hitting streak, I believe. Yeah. He, since going 0 for 4 on May 19th, um, he is 11 for 31, Eric. He's hitting 355. He has one home run, six RBI, five walks. He has three doubles. Um, total bases 20 and scored seven runs. So Jose Altuve's come back, and he's been every bit of Jose Altuve. They have missed this. If they would have had his bat the last couple months, I really think it would be the difference of them being first or the Rangers being first. I really do. And, and look, I, I know there's a lot of talk about respect for the Rangers and all that stuff. And I get it. And they're scoring a lot of runs and they beat the Tigers today. And now I think they're three and a half up because the Astros lost. 
But at the end of the day, when you've got Altuve, when you've got Tucker, when you've got Jordan, when you've got Pena, when you've got Dubon, I mean, do I need to keep going down? When you've got Myers, who's hitting, when, you, when you've got McCormick, who can come up and hit, when, when you've got Bregman, I, I, I just don't think with our guys, even France, even Belak, we've got Hunter Brown. I'll talk about him when we talk about FanDuel later. I mean, he's one of the top rookies. Jose Altuve, his presence is making a difference. And that was a playoff-type atmosphere. You know, when you go back and look at that inning, that inning starts with Kyle Tucker double. Jose Abreu walks. They do the pitching change. Jake Myers gets called out on strike. You're like, dang it, okay, one out. Mauricio Dubon singles, okay? Martin Maldonado strikes out. You're like, two outs. Altuve gets up. Okay, well, it's Altuve, right? Who they call the king of New York, the son of Houston. Boom, grand slam. Then, ah, Jeremy Pena looked like he was swinging for the fences. He swung. He hit that ball straight up in the air. He wanted a home run so bad. But when they went up five to four, you were like, okay, we got this. Like, they they basically grabbed the victory, put it in the bag. They were put on their shoulder. They were about to leave the stadium. But you still have to finish the game. You still have to finish the process. I mean, Hector Neres um, came in and started out well, you know. He struck out Kepler. He struck out Jeffers. Then Willie Castro gets up in singles. Um, Castro's still second. And then, look, Donovan flies out. He gets out of the inning. You're like, okay, three outs. We get out of the inning, up five to four. Now we just got to finish the deal. They just didn't. That's why I go back to the third, the fourth, and the fifth inning. You've, if you, Let's say they make this nine runs. Let's say that Grand Slam makes it a nine-run game. We win this game nine to five because that fifth run, that solo shot in the ninth inning doesn't mean anything when you've got that many runs on the board. Now, it is good that they did score these runs because after a double digit win, we typically have zero runs. So it was nice, but it's not getting the job done. And the Astros weren't satisfied, I promise you, with that, with the result today. All right. I know you're not the biggest Rangers fan, but they are 34 and 19. It's not smoke and mirrors. They have the biggest run differential in baseball with a 128. Um, and the uh, the Rays have the next highest and 119. The, the next highest team behind them is the Astros at 51. So and if you're looking at all the rankings, they are ranked number two in baseball. So They've, if you're looking at FanDuel, uh, what they're going to talk about, I think that they're probably giving the Rangers the higher odds probably at this time. They might be, but the Rangers have had one of the weakest schedules in all of baseball. They beat up on a bunch of feeble teams. So let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel is to make every moment even more with FanDuel.com slash locked on. Trust me, go to FanDuel. It is the place to go. It is the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. And let me tell you, if you look at the odds of Rookie of the Year, Hunter Brown is number two, number two. That's right, 5.5 to one odds to win rookie of the year. And let me tell you, it's not even close with him and the others. He's got one person in front of him. And I think Hunter Brown stands a very good chance of winning rookie of the year, especially if he continues on his trajectory. So go to FanDuel.com today and check it out. They have the, the latest odds. They have a great website. And what they have for new customers is the no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So if you bet on the Astros today to win, 
or two. <laughs> if you bet on the Astros today to win and you lost that bet, they would give you $2,500 back in bonus bets. That's right. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get the no sweat first bet, which is $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the fourth, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Eric, this game today, your guys came in, they did they did what you thought they had to do to win the game. And I kind of want to piggyback off what you said with the Rangers. Look, I'm not I'm not dis, disrespecting the Rangers fully, but I'm also not buying the hype right now because if you look at their opponents, they have played a lot of weak teams. Their schedule's getting getting tougher. They they did seem to handle the Orioles pretty well, which was impressive. I just think in the long run, I don't see the Rangers sustaining what they have going for them. The the Astros, again, are going to have a tough road. And look, the Rangers may still be in it come July or August. But at the end of the day, you've got the experience. I like the horses in our stable a lot better than I like what the Rangers have. I just, I'm not buying the run differential. I'm not as hyped on that because of the teams they've beaten and how they've beaten them. You know, they've throttled their opponents. They've throttled their lesser opponents. They've had a lot of 10 run games or double digit outputs a lot more than the Astros. So maybe there is something to it. I personally am just not going to buy it. And the Astros play the Twins on Tuesday night at 710 Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast, Sparky and Ford on the Sirius XM app. Search the SXM app and then search Astros. And eventually you'll be able to catch all the Locked on Astros podcast on the SiriusXM app. Check them out today. All right. Let's uh, talk about the battle for France. Um, in this game, um, <laughs> it was a situation where France gave up a ugly home run. When I say ugly, it wasn't a no doubter. It wasn't one that uh, it looked like it was going to be a foul ball. It hit the top of the wall that um, and then kind of. Uh, it just, it was a cheap shot and uh, it was still, it still counted as a home run, but it's Royce Lewis's home run. And it was a three run shot. I, I believe it was a walk that allowed the first runner to uh, get on base. Then it was a single uh, Carlos Cray was on base. I, I remember that, but unfortunately uh, France allowed another run later in the game, but he did pitch six innings, uh, seven hits, four runs, three walks eight strikeouts, which uh, ties a career high. So his ERA through, I believe, six starts right now um, is, what, four? Um, so that, oh, five major league starts. And so his whip is 1.30. And so this is second time he's had eight strikeouts. And he's um, gone into the sixth inning three times in his um, five starts. So that, that says... He's probably not a number one starter, but he's probably a number three or four starter. Yeah, I think he's more of a back-end guy, especially with our guys. JP, no offense, isn't going to be higher than a four to five starter in this rotation. I mean, there, there's no way he leapfrogs Garcia. There's no way he even leapfrogs Urquidy. I, I just right. think Urquidy's playoff experience. But JP France, you know, give him credit. He went, he went longer than most guys would, giving up four runs. His, his stuff... Yeah, at times it's hittable, but remember, his breaking pitches don't break the way. It's well below the league average. It's the invisibility of the ball when it comes out of his hand. But he has been he has been hittable, but he's been sustainable. It's been bearable. 
even though it was four to one, that game could have easily been six to four. And we're talking about a JP France victory at the end of the day versus a JP France defeat. So sometimes even the pitcher giving up four runs means that he just yeah. didn't have enough support behind him. But, you know, I like what JP's given him. JP has got a lot on his shoulders. I mean, think about it. Garcia and Urquidy are down. That is a lot to put on Belak. That is a lot to put on JP. And that's why it's important. And you talked about it because I was at the game. Ronel Blanco struck out nine, which is a career high for him in a game, went the longest he's ever gone in a game, and they're trying to stretch him out. Blanco will be here, I believe, sooner rather than later because you had talked about on the last show about how they're looking at doing a six-man rotation. And that's why J.P. France, Brandon Belak, it, it is important that they go in there and that they extend themselves and they save the bullpen, you know? So um, I just love that. Um, when we talk about the Game 2 preview, um, you know, I, I definitely want want us to hit on something I saw about Framber Valdez this week because I know he's going to be – I believe he's going to be one of the pitchers that's going to – is it – no? Oh, you know what? No. He doesn't go to the Angels. Okay. We'll talk yeah. about that when we preview the Angels series, but Framber Valdez has got a pretty historic thing going on for himself. But J.P. France, look, tough game, but he battled. I, I like that word. He he battled today. He didn't give up. He is a grinder, and I think those years in the minors really helped him shape his character, and he doesn't seem to get rattled, which I really like. Yeah, and he's doing what the Astros need, uh, eat up innings, and I think that what we saw today from Ryan Presley is something that we haven't seen in, what, 28 consecutive saves, including the playoffs. Uh, the, and then it was his former team that beat him. And, I mean, they didn't beat him uh, technically, but they uh, they went ahead and broke up the save process. And uh, I think it was Royce Lewis that did it. So Royce Lewis was has maybe become Astros' nemesis. Um, so if we play them enough, maybe that we play them again in playoffs. But who knows? that They've never been anything in playoffs. And right now it, they're kind of in a comedy central, like I talked about. The Tigers are in second place. Right now, two games below 500. So that just shows how bad the AL Central is. But the Astros are in very competitive division right now. I mean, if you look at the Mariners, they have a whole bunch of pitchers that are in the top 50 in uh, F war. And so it's amazing how good their pitching is, but their hitting is just not living up to its full potential. And then you have the angels that are finally starting to do a little bit better. I know their record uh, is not doing good. We'll, we'll, if we get a chance, we'll talk about uh, where we think we rank the all the teams so far, but um, I, I it just sucks that Ryan Presley of all the days, like you could have been riding this high after this Jose Altuve home run. And no, I'm not going to do what you think I'm going to do and say, let's trade Ryan Presley. No, Ryan Presley is a great closer. <laughs> I would, I would never think you would say it. Why would you? No, Eric, there's people you, on Facebook, you know, they are like, Oh, well, you, you need okay. a closer. He sucks. <laughs> no offense, but I'm just going to, I'm kidding. Facebook people. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Facebook guys, we got to do better. I see some of the worst takes on Facebook. Now, I'm not saying Twitter – look, people on Twitter think that they're king and they kind of have this elitist mentality. And if you're on Twitter, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, yes, I'm calling you out. I call myself out. But Facebook gets pretty bad. 
I, I'm wondering if people are watching the game because it is some weird takes. Like you need yeah. to de- you need to send a Bray you down to the minors to work on a swing. He doesn't have options, folks. That's not even a possibility. Presley hasn't had a blown save in what forever. Yeah, twenty. This games, is like not. Yeah. Look, this is not. Okay. Yes, it's on Presley. Yes, it's on Abreu because at the time it was their job to save. It was their job to sustain that lead, right? But it should have never been in their hands to begin with. Presley, when he got that walk, when they weren't chasing. So look, here's the deal. When batters aren't chasing his hook, when they're not chasing that curve or the slider or whatever he throws off speed, it isn't. It typically doesn't go well for Presley. I've noticed, and I, I'm sure you've noticed the same thing. There are days, Eric, when he throws that hook, and you know it's not even going to land anywhere near the strike zone. It's going to be almost in the dirt, and those guys swing and miss after it, like like they go crazy after it. Right today, they were just watching it. They knew he was going to be hitting that dirt. They knew that it was going to be bouncing, and so look. He had to come in and sustain that one-run lead, and he simply didn't. And that's the toughest part of a closer role. It's like a kicker in football. It's such a microcosm of the game, and it's so narrow that one little mistake can screw up a whole game. Okay, And that's why I say it's a team game, and I'll end with this. And that's why I think it's so important that we don't forget the third, fourth, and fifth inning. Because I was like, why can't we score a run? I was like, oh, that's right. We scored double digits the day before. That was my mindset the whole time until Altuve launched that ball into the Crawford boxes. By the way, can we talk about that Grand Slam again? Can I show the folks live footage from the game of that Jose Altuve Grand Slam? You want to see it, Eric? Sure. All right, let's check it out. This is from the club section in left field, Jose Altuve at the plate. Way too close a look at you, Brett. Way too close a look. Whoa. Uh, a face only a mother could love, right? Hey, my mom's uh, watching, by the way. Hey, mom, I'm on TV. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, uh, we'll talk a little bit about Brian and Brady in a second. But the, don't forget that the Astros played the Twins Tuesday night at 7, 10 p.m. Central Time. So catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Astros. And like Brett said earlier, pretty soon all the Locked On Astros podcasts or any Locked On show will be available also on Sirius XM, but don't forget to make us your first listen on Apple Odyssey, Spotify, uh, and go and subscribe to us on YouTube as well. So Brian Abreu, somebody has broken Brian Abreu. I don't know who, if we figure it out, uh, we're going to have to talk to him and uh, have some words with him. But uh, this is his second straight game where he hasn't been Mr. Dominant, Mr. Uh, Doc, just like, punch him in the face and strike him out and everything like that. And this was a game where he had three strikeouts, but he also allowed two hits, two runs, a home run, uh, 
His ERA on the season is still 2.49, but it's rapidly um, in, uh, climbing a little bit. So thoughts? hold on. Are you, are you losing faith in no. Brian Abreu? No, everybody's, one the, everybody's one of the uh, most, one of the everybody's most... entitled hey. to bad games, but thank not you. Okay. Altuve hits a freaking grand slam to give you the lead in the Let seventh inning. You, let me remind you that Abreu should have never been in that position in the first place. Okay. Yada, yada. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This isn't, Hey, this isn't Seinfeld. All right. This isn't Seinfeld, but seriously, Brian Abreu. Oh, there you go. Brian Abreu got out of a, out of the bases loaded against the blue Jays. That's right. Yeah. Take that Eric. No, I'm joking. Eric, the man Heisman. Hey, the Brian Abreu hate will not be listened to on this show. Look, a relief pitcher of his magnitude. He throws heat. Right. Okay. Hold on. Can we somehow kidnap Duran from the twins and just put him on our team? Okay. Did you see that guy throw in absolute smoke today? Yeah. I mean, yeah. and Jose the reason why I mentioned that, hold on, hold on. The reason why I mentioned that is because Brian Abreu plated an 88 mile an hour off speed pitch over the heart of the plate and made Jeffers look like a home run derby contestant. Okay. Look, I'm just telling you American league, Put this kid in the home run derby. He crushed that ball. If that's what they're going to be serving him in the home run derby, Jeffers is going to be hitting him out of T-Mobile Field or or Chaz Field, whatever they call it in, in Seattle. But he absolutely was a pro's pro. He was like, you know what? You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna give me a buffet. I'm gonna eat. He that ball was a laser. I really thought Mike Trout. Or Fernando Tatis Jr. hit that ball. It was crushed. And when he got to first, that dude jumped. And look, I'm not saying I'd love when opponents get one over on us. But I was like, that kid just hit the ball of his life. Yeah. Why Abreu isn't starting with heat high to get him swinging and missing, I don't know. Why you don't think they're coming out attacking with a guy on second? I think with a guy on second, your mentality should always be, they are going to be swinging early. Okay. And so that was the mistake. The mistake was because after you see Duran, dude, you're talking about Abreu like missing all the pitches thrown at him. His first like eight pitches, his two slowest pitches were 99 miles an hour. He was throwing 102, 103, 102, 101, 100. He was blazing them. Yeah absolutely blazing them and that's why i was like brian why didn't you start with the heat why did you start with the slow hook i, I just oh man yeah, because that was that's what you expect and that he was just trying to well, do you, you're right and and maybe he's but look so a hitter goes up in that situation and they are expecting a fastball but they're looking for something breaking okay and when they see something breaking, they're not sitting on it. They're going to hit it because they know it's going to be coming slower. It's either 97 or 88. What do you think that bat's going to catch up to better? 88. So he was expecting a fastball. He was looking for a breaking pitch, and he freaking got it. That's what Altuve did. Altuve was sitting on that pitch, and that's why he hit the grand slam. Altuve was sitting on the slider against Araldis Chapman. That's why he crushed it against the Yankees in the ALCS. 
he he was expecting a fastball, but he was he he was like, okay, a fastball's coming, but I'm expecting a hook. And what did he get? He got a hook. Boom. Yeah. So so that was just a great battle for the batter that won. Abreu should have never been throwing that ball 88 miles an hour over the heart of the plate. All right. Yes. Uh, so um, oh, I was, sorry. Duran um, actually threw the uh, threw the, the ball 103 miles per hour to Jose Abreu. He got a single off of it, and that's actually the fourth fastest pitch anybody has had a base hit off of in yeah. the pitch tracking error. Um, so, and the other three people did it off a roll Chapman at 104.2 miles per hour. So it's just amazing. So this guy is doing pretty good. And, uh, I know that Abreu, um, it's only one single, but we saw him make some hard hit contact in this game. We saw him with some good, um, like somebody made a great play. Uh, the second baseman made a great leaping play to catch one of his line drives. He made a deep drive to right center field, I believe it was. And then he got the single. So I'm not saying he's totally fixed, but I think we see him making some positive strides. And so um, I agree with you. I I think Eric, I really think he is trending in the right direction. And with as much, as much vitriol that he's gotten from the fan base, I think when he does the job, well, I think they need to be willing to acknowledge it because yeah. again, I would like to see you go out and do it. And yeah. We're going to criticize from time to time. And, but that's kind of what we do, right? That's the, yeah. we, we comment on games, but look at this. I'm putting this up here real quick for the fans to see this. These are his hardest pitches. He threw today. 103.6, 103.4, 103.3, 103.1 and 102.6. I was like, how do we get Duran on this team? Can Minnesota just be out of it? Can we trade for this guy like this? They're in first place right now. So, and they're not going to trade for first place. No, I'm just joking. No, I was just because I was like salivating. I was like, oh my God, this dude's amazing. Yeah. And so, yeah, dude, I just, why couldn't we win this game, man? That if Eric, it felt like a playoff game, man. It felt good. You're like Altuve's back. Watch out, Major League Baseball. We're coming back. And, if, if you're over your man crush there, um, can we go ahead and move on? Because you know what? Dude, Altuve is everybody's man crush. No, bro. I'm talking Even about Duran. <laughs> oh, Duran. Yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, so Whoa, moving, mo- moving on, Brett. Uh, so <laughs> we don't want you to get you back drooling. But uh, I think tomorrow's game is a guaranteed win uh, because you got some guy on the mound for the Twins called Joe Ryan. I mean, what a weird name. Um He's seven and one with a 2.21 ERA, 70 strikeouts. And he has two first innings. names. Uh, has yeah. First I mean, names. he's not any good, is he? Right. So, yes. He's no, he's not. Good. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, you're being sarcastic. Yeah, well, so was, look, he has seven two first and names. He has yeah. two first names, and we should beat him for that. It should, that should be twice the reason to beat Joe Ryan the um, Houston Astros, because who do we, who do we counter Joe Ryan with Eric? Uh, Brandon Belak. Sometimes, hey, sometimes it'd be like that. So he's one and two with a 3.55 ERA, 22 strikeouts. So if you're looking at who's had success against him, um, against Joe Ryan, uh, Alvarez has a home run and five at bats batting 200 must've been a grand slam. Maybe. Because uh, there's four RBIs there, and then Pena has two RBIs um, and batting 250 against him. So uh, we'll see what happens in tomorrow's game. But um, I know Sunny Gray was really dominating 
the game today. And I still think that the manager pulled him out a little bit too soon. I think he could have let him get out of that two out with two runners on mess. I think he has the stuff to do it. But if you have a bullpen, especially a guy like they brought in today, I could see why. But uh, Sonny Gray was just like, you kidding me? And so I think it kind of really gave away. So, um, but don't forget that if you can't watch the show or listen to the show on the radio, go ahead and check out uh, Sirius XM. They play the Twins uh, Tuesday night, 7-10, first pitch. So catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Astros and you'll be able to listen to it. It's pretty awesome. Listen to it anywhere. Um, so Brett, any closing thoughts? Yeah, man, to wrap us up, Eric, the two-day giveaway winner will be announced tomorrow night. And tomorrow night, I will be announcing a giveaway for two tickets to Thursday's Astros game where they're giving away to all fans the Alex Bregman jumping throw bobblehead. So I've got two tickets to give away. I'll, I'll announce that giveaway tomorrow night. Let's go ahead and roll the music, and I will announce the two-day giveaway winner tomorrow. Thank y'all for tuning in to Locked on Astros. We are winners because y'all are winners no matter if the Astros win or lose. He's Eric, the man Heisman. Find him at Eric Cogstros. I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. You can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse. And make sure you subscribe to us. Tell your friends and family to watch us. We are your team every single day. What do you, what do you say, Eric? Go Strews. That's right. Don't give up on a Abreu, Eric. <laughs>